Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Four Talks podcast. We are finally back. It has been a long time. I mean, life has just got in the way with exams and all that sort of stuff. But we are back um, better than ever. Uh, today, uh, me and Joseph. Hello. The return of Jay Millo. Uh, we are um, just discussing Liverpool and Everton's transfer business so far and what we think needs to happen. So, um, I'll ask the depressing question. Joe, how would you rate Everton's business so far from 1 to 10? This is unfair, isn't it? You get to rate <laughs> Liverpool's window where you spend it like millions. Yeah. Uh, and we're... When, I... when I'm ranking our window, I'm including Tarkovsky because that's the only hope I've got at the minute. Okay. Um, I think he's a brilliant signing. Like... Everton's defence is shaky. I mean, the club as a whole is shaky. But Everton's defence is shaky. Yeah. And, like, I think we needed a good four positions and centre-back was one of them. And I'd, I'd, I'd still probably like another centre-back. But Tarkovsky, tons of experience in the Prem. Um, I mean, he's played Brexit football at Burnley. We need, we need a bit <laughs> of fight like that. I don't exactly. know, we just... We have Yerry Mina, who's probably our best centre-back. Consistent, he gets injured way too much. Godfrey, mm-hmm. on his day, very good centre-back. Like, just very inconsistent. Holgate, exactly. I think I think Holgate changed a lot under Lampard. He's become a much better player under Lampard. But again, inconsistent. And then Michael Key. I don't even have to explain Michael Key. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We have Jared Branthwaite, who will probably go out on loan again this season, which would be good for him. Absolute unit, six foot six. But wow. I, we we needed a centre back and Tarkovsky for me exactly what we needed because I think we're at a point now where we can't afford to be risking it with players who haven't played in the Prem before. We've tried oh, that yeah. last few years. And we've spent about half a billion quid and it ended up in a relegation battle. So we've got to go for players that are experienced. And Tarkovsky, he'll bring some fight and I suppose some leadership into. So, what, what, what would you rate the uh, window so far, including him? I'll, I'll give it a four because yeah. we've, not, we've not obviously just signed him, which he's not even been announced yet. Um, but got rid of players like. Like people like John Joe Kenny. Um he did to go. Just at the end of the contracts, we've not actually sold anyone really yet. But people like Kenny, Delph, Sigurdsson, believe it or not, his contract was still there. <laughs> got so it. We've got these people off the wage bill. Which yeah. That was a big problem with us because, I mean, that's how we attracted players the last few years because we couldn't give them European football. We just offered them high wages instead. Yeah. Well, at the moment, Everton uh, will kind of need to sell to buy, unfortunately. That is the position you're in. Um, linked with Tottenham and Chelsea is your lovely Richarlison. Um, how much do you reckon you'll get Richarlison then? How well, much let's give us a 60. It's mm. probably worth Worth about fifty. Yeah, yeah. Fan. 
60 isn't enough because of how <laughs> much he means. Like, he's not worth more than 60 million. I mean, definitely. I mean, when you see him, Mane getting sold for about 35 million, it is ridiculous. Yeah, but like, you replaced him. It's a bit like, like how Palace with Zahar. You go, Zahar's oh, probably worth yeah. about 30 million. And then they sit there asking for 80 because it's he means ridiculous. too much to the club for them to sell him. Yep. So, like, 60 million for me just it isn't enough because he's. I mean, I love him. I mean, I know <laughs> ev- every Premier League fan can't stand him. Yeah, I hate him. I completely understand it because he's he's so annoying. Like, he, he knows how to wind teams up, and I love him for that. Like, he just. I don't know. But he's so passionate about the club as well. I mean, he said. Like he said a few months ago, he works with Coleman and Baines, who have obviously become club legends. And he said he wants to become that and stay there for the new stadium, whatever. But he, he's the thing he's Everton needs money. Um, yeah. Like him staying is probably wor- worse because you've got other positions that really need sorting mm. out. The club is a mess as it is, unfortunately. So. Unfortunately, Richarlison's going to have to go, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, as you said, it's a, it's a sell-to-buy situation. We, yeah. unless we, like, we can get loans and free transfers like Tarkovsky, but we can't be spending big money unless we get big money. And I think mm-hmm. your, your three players looking like they could possibly go for a bit of money at the minute. Richarlison, obviously. Calvert-Lewin and the latest one has come out about Anthony Gordon. And we're asking forty million wow. for Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon, obviously Spurs want him. It, mm-hmm. I think he's more priceless than Rich Allison. We can't. I, you cannot sell Anthony Gordon. I know you need the money, but he's young. He has a yeah. future for Everton. Uh, Rich Allison, how old is Rich Allison now? I, I think he's about twenty-four. Oh, he's, he's still as young, isn't he? That is the issue. But he's I worth. Mean, I think. Anthony Gordon, a bit of a Wayne Rooney, and that—that's yeah. what worries me. That really an Everton fan, and he loves the club too, absolute bits. A, a Wayne Rooney, a Ross Barkley, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you get one of these top six teams come in and go, "Well, how much money do you want a week?" And he goes, "Great, I'll ditch him." Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's fair enough, obviously, when we're in a relegation battle. I mean, out of all three of them, the one I'd want to go is Calvert-Lewin. I I rated him last few seasons where he was... I mean, last season, he's just been... I mean, obviously, he's been injured, but he's not been good at all. Um, Even when he's come back, he's not really added too much. I've seen he maybe had two good games or something, but... um, Yeah, I think you're better off selling him for the money. Um, And with all this money... Who are you going to sign? Now, I'll throw an idea out there. You talked about Premier League proven. Uh, Connor Gallagher. Yes. You really need a midfielder that is creative. You obviously lost Rodriguez. You've lost uh, a lovely man named Sigurdsson. Um, So, (laughs) you you need an attacking midfielder. Eight goals, three assists last year. He's not going to do much at Chelsea, you wouldn't think. So... I reckon it's it's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. Um, and I think when we were talking about Calvert-Lewin then, I think the one thing 
especially second half of last season he missed was the creativity. Not him missing creativity, but he missed the creativity around him because he lost Dinya, he lost Rodriguez and he just didn't get the ball. So if we're planning on keeping Calvert-Lewin, and I think Lampard really likes him apparently, and he wants yeah. to keep him. So if Lampard wants to keep him, you've got to build a team around him. Because, Definitely. I mean, I look at him when he plays for England, you go, well, why is he not doing well for England? Because he's not got a team built around him. And you, yeah. you're never going to build an England team around Calvert-Lewin. <laughs> but Everton can. And I've got <coughs> about three midfielders that are similar to Gallagher. Um, okay. That, I, again, I wouldn't mind. Um, I mean, two of them you can get on a free. The only problem is we've got hardly any chance of getting him, and that's Ericsson and Lingard. Now, Ericsson, mm-hmm. we gave him an offer and he's considering it, apparently. Um, I've seen some of it between us, United, Newcastle and Leicester. Well, yeah. Out of, out of them, we're last choice. I think it seems like he's going to Man- Manchester United. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I don't have to explain why I'd want Ericsson. It's Christian Ericsson. Yeah. And then um, Lingard's an interesting one, though. I don't see why he would turn Everton down at this moment in time. I mean, the only thing is, I've like last few days, apparently West Ham have gone back in for him and gave him an offer. Yeah. And again, if he gets a choice between us and West Ham, unless Lampard can offer him something that Moyes can't, mm-hmm. then I can't see him coming to us. But like, what? You see, with Lingard, is he's, he's willing to hit it from outside the box. Also, his he, shooting good. He's got like eighty-five percent shot accuracy, and he's. We need someone who can hit it from outside the box, but also definitely create stuff. Um, I know last season he was wasted, obviously. Um, but then the season before, when he was at West Ham, and you see him playing consistently, he was unreal. He, yeah, he was great. Um, he could have been player of the season. He was the, if he was there for the whole season. He was that good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a great player. And whether it's whether he wants to come to Everton and also how much money he wants, because as I said, I mentioned getting rid of these players to get them off the wage bill. Yeah, we can't go signing players on high wages, um, which is ironic because the next player I'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> wages are like just way too high. But back to Gallagher, for me, Gallagher and Lampard. Mm. I'm gonna say partnership. Not like Lampard's playing. Yeah. I can see Lampard turning Gallagher into a player like Lampard was. One that scoring. I mean Lampard was scoring like twenty goals a season. I think Gallagher Gallagher can get up to about ten, fifteen goals a season. Well, he's already yeah. on eight last season, so yeah. he certainly can. I mean, my worry with him is he's going to cost us. He's valued at about twenty-two million, but he's going to cost us about thirty. Um, which again, if you sell Richarlison for sixty, that's half of your money already gone, and that's without getting a replacement for him. Yeah. Whereas if if you get Lingard, it's obviously free. Um, it's just other... Lingard's wages are then going to be yeah. seen due to West Ham's interest in him. So, I think Gallagher is the best option at the moment, really. I agree. I think Gallagher is the best option. And like you look at the other two I've mentioned, Ericsson and Lingard, they are 
attacking midfielders. Whereas Gallagher is is more just of a central midfielder. Um not not defensive, not attacking, but he does play attacking. He's not in an attacking position, but the way he plays is attacking, which is what we need. Exactly. Um, and also he's a good crosser of the ball, Gallagher. Um which as I've mentioned, Calvert Lewin, we need a good crosser. Um, yeah. Well you've mentioned keeping Calvert Lewin. Um yeah. I think the issue maybe with him the last few seasons, he he has no competition. I think you need a backup striker. Um and names have been flown around like Southampton's Broger, if no. that's how you say it. Why? He's, He's only twenty, six goals last season. Um I think he can push Calvert Lewin and then every now and then yeah, I'm pretty sure he can go out wide, so cheap option. He's not a cheap option. They want thirty million, and I, I don't. I mean, I really don't get it with Brozier. I think us and West Ham after him. Yeah, I, I don't get the hype behind him. In thirty-two games, he got six goals and like no assists. He's he's all right. He's not worth thirty million yet. I think it, it's Chelsea, so they're all they always like to be greedy, Chelsea. So I just don't. There's as. As a backup, though, like no. he's much better than anyone else you've got. Yeah, but there's also better options. I mean, like I think the one name that's massively linked at the minute is Denny from Watford. Well, yeah, that, that yeah. is that's perfect. Um, it's also gonna oh, cost you a lot more. No, he's not. Really, 30. Denny is twenty. Denny is is perfect. Twenty million. How's he he's, going for that little? Because they've been relegated. They need the money. But uh, true. We've we've been offered two players by Watford. Um, Denny and Saar. Um, wow! Wow! Saar, they they want twenty mil for both. Saar, I'd take um, million, but I'd prefer Denny because he's more of what we need. Um. 10 Tell you goals, what, 6 in 33 <laughs> games. I know, well, where's the money coming from? But, yeah. like, like, this is my thing. We can't go out, sign Gallagher, Denny, Saar, and then say another person. Like, mm-hmm. we need to be careful with them. And I think this is, like, I didn't discuss options midfield, but I looked at Mateus Pereira, who, obviously, yeah. he's been at West Brom. Um, and he's only valued about 11 million. Now, obviously, he's playing in Saudi Arabia or wherever he is. Mm-hmm. So his wages are massive. Um, but if we get rid of someone like Richarlison, get rid of players like Mina, you can afford to have a player like him on high wages as long as you're not paying too much money for him. So I think he comes in. And then you can spend more on your striker and possibly I'd still want another midfielder or another winger. Um, I think I think the winger is important for you because yeah. you need someone to put those crosses. I know Andros Townsend, he's a, he's a decent player, but he's not... I don't think he's good enough for Everton. And mm-hmm. when Liverpool were after Saar a few seasons ago and it was around 50 million, 45 million um, it was going for then. So, yeah. Certainly, it would be a good deal, 20 million. I think you mentioned Townsend. Townsend is a 
brilliant crosser of the ball. Yeah. But he's not that's that's all he's got really in his free kicks possibly. But that he's not got too much apart from that to be able to be starting every game. Anthony Gordon, very good player, he he's gives hundred percent every week. His crossing still needs to improve. Damari Gray's crossing needs to improve. Um and this is why I like the idea. This is why I don't like the idea of Roger because he's a striker, that's it. Denny can go up front or he can then move to the wings, possibly, which you don't want to, but he can. And then the other player I've got who can be a striker, can be a winger, is Terrier from Stade Rene um, in France. Like I think he's he's unreal. 37 games and he's got 21 goals in that. Um, that's class. And I know, obviously, it's the French league. You can make excuses, whatever, but you if that was a PSG player getting 21 goals in 37 games, you'd go, you know what, they're all right. Yeah. But he's, do, he's doing that in a stage run A team, which isn't that strong. <laughs> and I think, I mean, there have been other teams linked with him, but no one's really gone for him because he's only he's only valued at 23 million. We don't want to be spending more than 30 on a striker, preferably, because he's just, we don't have that. Um, even if we sell Richarlison, as I've said, you can't go out and buy another sixty million pound striker. First of all, because there's no one worth sixty million who wants to join us. But second mm-hmm. of all, because we've got too many other positions that need focusing on. Um, and obviously, we did mention the winger, and one that I think will be quite interesting is obviously everyone likes a pacey winger, but there's one who's. Played in the Prem last two seasons, and okay. last oh no, no they played. <laughs> let me write this out. They played one in the Prem, then they went down to Championship, then they came back up to the Prem. Okay, Emmy Buendia from Villa. Oh, and obviously he's not Hopefully. not the quickest. Yeah, um, but he's a very good crosser of the ball. Which, if we're playing around Calvert Lewin, as I've said multiple times, we need a crosser of the ball. He's valued at twenty-eight million, and I think, considering he he did all right at Villa last season, he wasn't particularly great. He wasn't what they yeah. were hoping. Would they let him go for less or whatever? I, I think they would. He did struggle at Villa last year, and you know, I can't see Gerard really having too much of a problem of selling him and bringing someone new in. So. Yeah, I think he. Maybe. I don't think he fits La- um, not Lampard, Gerard's style of play because I think Gerard sort of is trying to bring in the fast football, whereas as I said, Brandy is very slow. Now we only got six assists, four goals, which actually, assists wise, it's not bad. Um, but like we this season, a lot of the time we've just been trying to play counter-attacking football, long balls over the top, and. It's not worked. And when it has, it's been Richarlison that's made it work. Yeah. We don't have Richarlison and we're going to be struggling to play this long ball football. So we need to play sort of, just pass it around, sort of more possession football. Um, however, if Lampard can bring in a striker like Denny, who played a bit like Richarlison, then Blendia had like um, 27 accurate long balls last season. So he can play... I suppose both styles of football, um, where he can pass it round or he can just get the ball up the pitch. Um, mm-hmm. my, as I said, my only problem is 
he doesn't have the pace that, say, like Damari Gray does for us. Um, but Buendia, he can play. You could argue if you sign Buendia, you're signing a winger and an attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to sign a Lingard, a Pereira, a Gallagher, whoever. I think you can also play him a bit, maybe a bit deeper as well to just ping them balls forward and stuff like that. Like he's a good ball, so he can probably do a bit of both. Yeah, I mean, three, three, four positions I want Everton to sign this summer is a centre back. Well, we sorted that with Tarkovsky. A winger, well, hopefully that can come in the form of someone like Wendy who can cross a ball. Or the winger yeah. can come in a form of striker like Denny, like Terrier, who can play out wide or up front. And then the other one I want is a defensive midfielder. Um, I liked Decore the first year when he came in last season. I just, it felt to me Decore was always passing the ball back and we weren't yeah. playing it forward with him. Alan is solid, but he has been linked up with a move away for about 20 million. So, the the other player I wanted to look at is someone who I thought, well, we've not got too much money. Mm-hmm. So we need, who could we get on loan? So, I looked at Ethan Ampadu from Chelsea, um, okay. who was at Venezia last season. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's solid, obviously, can play defensive midfielder or centre-back. Um, he's valued about £12 million, Um and again, he pl- he averages about two point two long balls a game. So if we do want to be playing that football, he can bring it in. Um, I think he's quite solid. However, I don't think is like he averages two point three tackles a game. So it's not absolutely tons. But mm-hmm. that's that's for me where Alan is that player who makes those challenges and wins the ball back. His job will just be keep the ball do something with it and sort of keep the team under control and I think as I said he was valued at 12 million so my thing would be hopefully get him on loan for a season and then option to buy for about 18 and hopefully yeah, definitely. then bring him in well, next season what I would say though if you were prioritising any positions I don't think you'd look at that one particularly there's other definitely more important areas but if there's money left over to do a loan like that Obviously, it's the perfect, really. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd pr- I'd probably prefer a, a midfielder like that rather than a winger like Wendy because I just think midfield we just struggled to keep the ball. And I mean, yeah. obviously, we brought in Van der Beek to do that. That it worked for the first few games and then it stopped working. Delhi Alley, we don't know what's going to happen with him, um, <laughs> but it's, yeah. it'll be interesting because. If we don't bring in an attacking midfielder, which is very unlikely, then you'd expect Deli Ali to step up and hopefully Lampard can do something with him. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we need a player like Ampadu or just a, someone who can take control of the game in midfield and, and just sort of calm us down because a lot of the time we just sort of panic on the ball. Um, and players like Gomez, Decore, they don't do that, even Tom Davis. We, I think we still need another player who can just sort of control the game. Yeah, you, de- you mean you definitely do need another midfielder. Um, but they, it's so many areas um, in this Everton team at the minute that need sorting out. It's really not looking good. But 
that you have to bring players in. If you, yeah. if you end this transfer window with only only having signed Tarkovsky, Lampard is going to struggle next season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not. I mean, if you ask me, oh, where's the problem at Everton? It's everywhere, isn't it? It's on the pitch, yeah. it's on the board, it's in the backroom staff. It's so, in their heads, the players' heads it, as yeah. well. They, maybe not at the end of last season, they got themselves together slightly, but most of the season, it's not been good enough. Yeah, well, I think the only thing that keeps us going at the minute are the, are the fans. Um, <laughs> but I think, obviously, we've had um, Kenyon, who wants to buy the club, for about a billion. Um and all of a sudden that changes things if he does buy it. Um but also we've still got financial fair play in for to stop us from spending hundreds of millions, but hopefully we should see a bit more business than we did last summer, but I'm not expecting tons until well. we sell one of Richarlison or Calvert Lewin. De- yeah, definitely. You, you need to make a big... I mean, the problem is, well, the massive difference between Liverpool and Everton is the wage structure. No mm-hmm. player at Liverpool is under... It is over, like, I think 220k. That is unbelievable, considering what the, what the team's achieving at the moment. Then there's mm-hmm. Everton with players with quite a few players over 200, 200k. It's, it's not great, and that's why you are struggling to bring in more players because yeah. a lot is going into the wages. Yeah, well, I think it, as obviously we've mentioned all the incoming there, but I could go through that Everton squad and say who needs to go this summer and you could yeah. have at least 10, 15 players who just need to go because the wage is too high or they're just simply not good enough or we need the money. So it, it, it is ridiculous. It's going to be it, a massive summer. The club needs a clear out and they need to set an, a wage structure, only sign players that are happy uh, mm. to play for the club on low wages and believe in Lampard, really, and what he's trying to do. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, we've got the new director of football, Kevin Thelwall, who should hopefully change, as you said, the wage structure or the players we bring in. So, hopefully, we're starting to see the changes. Um, for me, Lampard's a long-term manager, so we shouldn't... That's that's the one problem we've had over the last few years because we've kept changing our manager. Each new manager wants new players and different yeah. players, whereas if you keep Lampard for the next three years, he won't want to keep getting rid of the players he's brought in. Mm-hmm. So, I think, it, I think we're starting to look... I mean, obviously, we've been in a relegation battle and you can argue, well, that's looking like you're going downhill. But I think the way the club's changing because we can't be fighting relegation or in the championship when our new stadium opens. We can't we can't mm-hmm. afford it. Certainly so, cannot afford that. So we need these changes in the club. Whether that's a change of ownership or whether that's just start off with the team and then build up to the ownership. Yeah. We'll so I think next few years are massive, but starting with this summer it could be huge for them. What really is important is the start of the season. If Lampard finds himself in the bottom three after 10 games yeah. or something, pressure starts mounting on him. Then you have yet another managerial change and then the club could be in massive trouble next season yeah. if it, he has to start well, Lampard. Well, I think 
instant I'm, impact from the signings that yeah. come in as well. I do worry about the start of the season because, again, we've got the last few years we've had quite a nice start to the season, and actually the start of the season's gone well the last two years. Yeah. Um, in fact, we've been up at the top for the first few weeks. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And again, we've got a nice start to the season apart from Chelsea, which is obviously first game of the season, which isn't ideal. But if you win that, all of a sudden your confidence is way high and and you can go beat anyone. Oh, yeah. If you lose that, then it's not it's not great. It's not the uh, yeah, it's really not the ideal first game, but I don't Chelsea themselves didn't end the season too well, so it's going to yeah, be an interesting one. I think the fans need to be careful as well because obviously the support we gave them last year was huge. We mm-hmm. need to be careful how we work it because if you if you do that every game now from now on, it loses its effect on the players. Um, yeah. But if you stop it completely, then the players go, oh, well, was that only while we were struggling? So you yeah. sort of need to... Games like the Derby, games like Chelsea, that support needs to be there. Whereas games against someone like Southampton, we just need to be careful and just make sure we're not doing too much. And hopefully the signings getting brought in, the experienced players, um, because I think it's unlikely we're going to go for too many young ones that haven't played in the Prem or whatever. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they should be able to change the team. Well, we'll now talk about the team at, at the opposite end of the table. The mentality monsters. Um, they've already done their business, Liverpool. And there's still obviously a few rumours flying around about a few players, but it's it's the perfect response to um, missing out on the quadruple, uh, quadruple narrowly. Um, Nunez, uh, Calvin Ramsey and Carvalho. I think well, three perfect signings, really. Um, in your opinion, who do you, what else do you think Liverpool need to do? Because think, I'd rate I'd rate this window so far a, a solid eight out of ten. It has been really good. Yeah, you've you, you've absolutely smashed this window so far. I mean, for me, Carvalho from Fulham, he's you've brought him in, but you can't be expecting him to come in and be starting. Um, yeah, definitely won't be. Don't get me wrong, brilliant player. He is but class, yeah. For him for him to come in and change that completely <laughs> and come straight into the Liverpool team, it's extremely unlikely. So I still think you need just one more midfielder. Um yeah, and I think that's right. your players like Henderson Milner, they are obviously getting older. Um yep. so you need someone to start coming in replacing them. But I'd also like to say, obviously, this is what he's brought in Carvalho to do, but like more creation in your midfield. Because obviously That's you've got Thiago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Fabinho, obviously, who sometimes drops into the defence or whatever, he's. I think you still need one more creative midfielder. Um, and whether you do that by signing an attacking midfielder or even just a more defensive midfielder, but who can create chances, which I've got names down. Yeah. I think you need someone, just another midfielder, really, and then I think I'd back you for the title. Well, for Carvalho, 
his first season at Liverpool. I expect him to um, be thrown in there for the cup games, try and pr- mm. uh, impress Klopp. And this is what Liverpool have done really well. We're signing young players for the future. We, the club always has um, well, an end goal. And it's perfect, really. We had to move Mane on. We'd moved him on at the right time because, obviously, we don't want him going for free next season. Um, Darwin Nunez is going to be... Well, it's a big season for him. Um, in terms of a midfielder, I mean, you, you're exactly right because we need a creative midfielder. Um, Thiago Henderson Fabinho is a really, really great midfield. But at times, Thiago gets injured. And then you're looking at the depth of our midfield. Cater at times isn't brilliant. Chamberlain isn't brilliant. They're good, but they're they're not. They're nowhere near the Thiago Henderson Fabinho level. So you you do feel like we need to bring in one more midfielder, mm-hmm. um, and then it's we've smashed it. So I mean, yeah, there's names flying around uh, about Porto's Otavio. Um, now I'd really like him because we've obviously sold Minamino and Mane as well and Origi. And he can play on the wing, but he can also play in centre mid and is very creative. So I'm looking at Otavio like but it's someone that would be perfect, really. Yeah, I mean he's I think what annoys me about Liverpool, and obviously it's brilliant <laughs> how they do it, is they bring in players before they need them. So like yeah. you look at Diaz, you like you didn't know Mane was gonna go this window. But Klopp sat there and went, all right, Manny could go. So, Diaz, yeah, he'll do. And obviously, Tavio, you've mentioned he can play on the wing. So, you're not just bringing him in midfield, but then you could also create an argument, well, if Salah goes next summer, could he then move out to the wing? So, I think he'd be a brilliant signing because obviously he's got got the pace of Salah as well. um, Yeah. Obviously, he can't do exactly what Salah does, where he can cut inside and score as many as him. Um, but no, I think I think he's a, he'd be a great signing because obviously, versatile player where we can play multiple positions. Yep, definitely. I mean, we he's also on the right side, which I do think we need because you think about it, Jota uh, is either striker or on the left. Diaz mm-hmm. is on the left. Um, in terms of right wingers, it's only really Salah at the moment and maybe Harvey Elliott, but mm. Klopp prefers to play him in midfield, Elliott. So, yeah, we did. We do need someone on the right because if Salah's form, if if Salah doesn't get back to the player he was at the start of the season, we're going to struggle on that right hand side. Mm. Um, mean, well, you've got rid of yeah. you know as well, haven't you? So, yeah, that's you, the issue. You need, so. you need someone there definitely, and I think I think it's a good shout. But if Diaz, Nunez, Salah, the, the front three I expect to start the season, if they all are flying right away, we could really be on for another un- unbelievable season. So now, what are your thoughts on Liverpool splashing out £85 million on Darwin Nunez? Uh, hmm. I'm not going to lie, I don't know too much about him. Um Mhm. It's a risk. I think like when you're looking at City getting Haaland yep. for a similar price, possibly even less, you're going, 
well, were there better options? But then it's it's Liverpool. You you sign players like this who, yeah. Not, I'm not going to call Nunes a nobody because to spend like that much money on someone, he's he's really not. But <laughs> compared to Haaland, he's a nobody. Yeah, so, definitely. But and and it's it's not it's not like Liverpool to do this splash out on one player that yeah like mm. I know I mean you could argue with Van Dyke Van Dyke yes he was experienced in the Prem but no one thought he was worth seventy five million at the time exactly so yeah. I think I, there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders now. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think with players like Salah and Mane, when you brought them in for about thirty million, there's not been that pressure, um, and he's he's obviously a really young lad, so it's how he can deal with the pressure, um, and I think Klopp's got to be careful at how he brings him into this team, because yeah. you bring him in instantly, and say he's hardly scoring, if if you strike and you don't score in your first say five games. Then you you could just end up inside. like yeah you could end up a bit like Werner where you just you overthink everything and you're not scoring over and over again yeah so I think Klopp can't rely on him straight away to be starting really what I would say though is Liverpool I only spend this amount of money well under Klopp anyway where where um, we only spend money like this when we're confident they're going to do yeah. well. Van Dyke, Allison, massive signings. Um, so I do have confidence in him. I mean, he's been unbelievable for Benfica. He scored against us in the Champions League twice. Mm. It's just obviously, as you said, the pressure of coming in for that sort of yeah. price tag. But under, I think Klopp will manage it all right. Um, he's obviously got the pressure of Diogo Jota and Roberto Firmino on him as well. So he has to come in and make the. Uh, well, massive start, and luckily he's got a whole preseason ahead of him. So, yeah, you never know. He he could rival Haaland certainly. Like in that battle, we're going to see next season. Um, everyone's expecting Haaland to be amazing. If he goes and gets injured straight away, and then something like that, Liverpool will get the advantage. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be big. I think the difference between Haaland and Nunes is. Mm-hmm. Nunes is a young lad and he's not had this sort of pressure before but then you look at it as if he's not performing he's going to get dropped out of the team a lot more easily than Haaland is at City That's because... the thing, City don't have other options other than Haaland really Well yeah, now Jesus to go in Arsenal I think you... mm-hmm. I just think Nunes it's like in case it wasn't enough pressure of him coming from Portugal, which the league isn't brilliant there, um, coming from there as a young lad and going into a Liverpool team, like Champions League finalist last year, you, it's a lot more pressure than Haaland, who's obviously played in the Bundesliga, played in the Champions League. I know Nunes has played in the Champions League, but Haaland's played not more in it, but sort of more intensely mm-hmm. in it. Um, oh, definitely. And he's been in more pressured situations, whereas Nunez, this is massive for him. Um, and as you mentioned, Jota and Firmino, he's got he's got to perform. Well, people are expecting more, obviously, from Haaland. So uh, hopefully that takes a bit off his shoulders. But mm. 
a few years ago, I'd be worried about Liverpool making a big signing like this because if he does bad, then uh, obviously just the fans are going to get absolutely ridiculed. But I have faith in Klopp once again that he's, he, he'll slowly put him in. He'll make sure he's all right. And then if he gets flying straight away, Liverpool are going to be dangerous next season. I think our front three overall is probably better than Manchester City's. Um mm. But oh, then again, off. City create way more chances. That like they Liverpool needed De Bruyne. If we have a De Bruyne in the mm. team, then that's is game over. But that's that's De Bruyne could be so vital for City next yeah. season because of Haaland. If like think about the amount of chances he sets up for Jesus mm. that aren't always put away. If he does that for Haaland, it could be a different story. So it's gonna be another unbelievable title race potentially if yeah. both play they fit well, I think, and both hit the ground running yeah I think as you said you're you missing a De Bruyne midfielder creative mm-hmm. midfielder and like I've got two names down here who I just want to quickly mention Go on. one of them more defensive which is Ruben Neves um, okay I think could he come in and do a bit what Jota's done and perform he's valued at about 35 million Neves, yeah, and obviously he's had his, he's been linked to United quite a bit last few years, yeah. um, and he's I feel like Neves has been around for years, but he's only twenty five, um, and I think he could do a good job in, he, again it's, he can score, from outside the box, um, yeah, the thing I, I don't know, he's a bit of a Tiago, he's a Tiago type of player, he probably play. In a CDM where Fabinho yeah. is, and Fabinho will not get replaced because he's t- he's too good to get replaced at times. So I think Neves would struggle to get into the Liverpool team, whereas Jota, he was only oh, really yeah. rivaling Firmino. Um, I think with Neves, you've said he's a similar player to Thiago. Well, you look yeah. when Thiago got injured, you didn't have a player similar to Thiago, so you had to so, yeah in yeah, a way yeah. cha- change the way you play. Whereas if you have a player similar to him, Thiago goes out, gets injured, Neves comes in, you don't have to change anything because he's still a similar type of player. Whereas if you want something different, I've looked at Danny Ottomo from RB Leipzig. Um, See, I think that's more of a Klopp type of player. Yeah. I think, I mean, he got injured last season, so he, he didn't play as much. But season before, he... He, he did quite well. 26 games, five goals, nine assists. Um, he's valued at about the same price as Neves, um, but completely different type of player. Um, he's like a Coutinho. And yeah. just think how good uh, that half a season was where Liverpool like Coutinho, Firmino, Salah and Mane all together. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I think... Neves as well, he's not too quick. I think we need a, a player in the midfield that is just going to drive forward at defensive, take us up the pitch and um, create right on the edge of the box. Whereas Thiago, he more sits back and pings balls forward. And I think Neves is like that, which is why I think I prefer an Olmo, like you say, or an Otavio, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's difficult. Your problem is if you bring someone in like Olmo, you're limiting the chances given to... Carvalho, like I think you need to. Yeah. Be careful well, Carvalho, yeah, he's the he's the he type of player I do want. He's just young, obviously, at the yeah. minute. But um, I don't. 
Klopp gave Harvey Elliott a load of chances at the start of last season. If he does the same for Carvalho and he impresses just like Elliott did, then there's not really anything stopping him from getting yeah. into the team. Yeah, but I, he Klopp gives him all equal chances. I mean, younger than Neves as well. Um, yeah. yeah, but he is. I, I think your better side would be Olmo because he'd be more likely mm. to be a starter and offer something different. Whereas Neves, if you're looking for the squad depth, I think would be a very good signing, better than someone like Oxlade Chamberlain or whoever. Well, to, to be fair, when Fabinho doesn't play, we do play Henderson in CDM. He he does a good job, Henderson. He does all right, but at the same time, if you we can never really rest both Henderson and Fabinho. Yeah. And I don't like disrupting that midfield for the next game, the mm. Thiago Henderson Fabinho, because when they play together, we've we've not lost. Um, when all three so apart from in the Champions League final actually yeah that's that was ended in the Champions League final but um, they're, they're really good together yeah so, I think but again it's if an in, if there's an injury then you're all of a sudden going alright who we yeah, it, on it's not nice changing all the time I don't rate Cater that much um, Oxlade-Chamberlain he's he's alright Hater's just inconsistent. He yeah. can be really good, and then at the same time, you do, you can have a stinker. Mm. Yeah, Oxlade Chamberlain. I think you know what good playing. I think he goes to a club, possibly even somewhere like a Villa, and he'll be starting. I think he has a Jesse he's... Lingard type effect mm. if he goes to a other Premier League yeah. club. He's... I think... Remember in the twenty seventeen eighteen season where he was playing before he got that injury. Um, he was he he fits into Liverpool's like the ideal midfielder, one that drives forward, mm. can hit them, and maybe at times lacking a bit of creativity. But I do like Chamberlain. I just think yeah, his confidence has gone. Like all the injuries he's suffered, he's r- fallen really far down the pecking order. I mean, so, I think for me, like you've you got Oxley Chamberlain. I think he needs a move. Not yeah. not alone. I think he needs a permanent move for his sake. Definitely. Milner, Milner, how long can you rely on Milner for? I mean, oh, no, no, I genuinely, I, I'm keeping Milner for ages. I don't care. He, every time he comes in, although you look at him and you go, well, he's not a world-class player, he, he does the job. Yeah. So, it, as long as he can keep running, it's fine. Like he, He's the fittest player in the Liverpool squad when they do the um, the running and training. It, it's ridiculous, the levels of this man. I, I I hope he stays for a few seasons and he can be the all-time, you know, most appearances in the Premier League. I mean, it it wouldn't shock me. I think I'm not going to say he's a good player, but he's as you said, he does the job, doesn't he? He's not... Well, yeah, he's he's signed an extension. I mean, he was meant to be leaving this summer, but then they've gone. You know what? Now keep keep him in. Yeah, you may as well. I think, and because he's not on massive wages, you can. You can have a player like that where you go, you know what? He'll do, <laughs> he play, he'll do the job he when play, he's needed. Not just the job, any job. He plays left back, well, right back, centre mid. He, he can go in goal, I'm sure. Um, He's great. Love James Milner. You keep him, definitely. Chamberlain and Cater are the ones you've got to look at replacing them in terms of squad depth. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously this is we're talking about this summer. Yeah. But there's been lots of stuff with Salah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Would you rather keep him for a and let him go for free next season or would you rather get rid now 
possibly okay, rest so, this season. Um, no, I I would keep him because what I would I've always said this: we cannot let Mane and Salah go in the same summer because mm. it, it is too much change yeah. in one go. So I don't mind losing him for free. I mean, next season if it ha- if that has to happen. It's inevitable he's going to leave because he wants the Liverpool are stubborn. They're not break, breaking the wage structure, which is better long term because we don't want players on ridiculous wages. So fair enough, salaries had he's been great. If he can now just put this contract stuff behind him, even even tell everyone he's leaving at the end of next season, then just concentrate on his football this season. Yeah, because the end of last season he was poor. All that contract stuff going on back from Afcon, he lost. Every, I think three goals he scored since mm. January. But does that not worry you that if you do keep him this season, he's got other stuff going on in his mind? And do the fans, <sighs> because surely your fans won't all be as supportive of him as he as you've been. I think, I think, I don't know. I think everything he's done for us so far, Mo Salah, people still will always have respect for him unless he goes like, you know what, I'm signing for United next week. Like, they're not going to fall out of love with him we just I'd rather him just tell us now or into the season that's it I'm leaving at the end of next season and then concentrate oh and another reason I think he will at least get back to his best at the start of the season is he's obviously just had that Champions League final um, heartbreak for a second time we've just missed out on the Premier League this season he's had a break at last he needs to he'll come back fitter than what he was and then he just needs to go again. In, yeah. Forget the second half of last season and find his form again. It, and if he does that, Liverpool are going to be really dangerous because if Nunez um, does really well, Diaz keeps playing as he is. We've got a very strong front line. But say you take Salah out of that equation, Jota's out of form. Um, so if he doesn't hit form as well at the start of the season, it could all go wrong. So yeah, I'd I definitely think- keep Salah. I think, again, your start of the season is big. Also, yeah. pre-season to see how these players come back from their holidays and can someone like mm-hmm. Nunes come back, well, not come back, but just start at the club. And I think that, I think you'll know by the first three games of the Premier League season how it's going to go for you. Definitely. And I don't think Klopp's afraid of taking Salah out the team if he has to. Like, he, he will just start playing Jota on the right yeah. of it and put Salah on the bench. So Salah knows he's going to have to perform. And I think well, he has a, he has a point to prove to all Liverpool fans now. And well, he used to apologise to us, basically, with his performances after all that talk going into the Champions League final about revenge and then going and getting beat. He, he now has an even bigger point to prove, but he just needs to shut his mouth and play football. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's... It, it yeah. could also become a like almost become a Pogba situation where forget your football and he's focusing on what's outside mm-hmm. of it. So I think I don't think all the interviewers and the media help at all with his performances last season because every interview he has, they're always asking about his contract. Yeah. Um. So if it, that's why I, I wish he'd just announced that he's leaving at the end of next season or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, but right. we'll see. They, it's whether I even want him to sign the contract because he's turned 30, 31 or 30 mm. this year anyway. So he may 
we may as well just look to bring someone else in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think... um, but I can guarantee, like what you were saying before, Liverpool will have a plan in place for replacing Mo Salah eventually. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we'll know what we're doing. You're prepared, aren't you? You'll you'll have someone yeah. in mind, put it that way, and it, it it'll probably be someone who you. I mean, you might have slightly heard of them, but then not massively known and then they'll come in and it could, it could be another January signing like bringing Diaz in mm, and then yeah. just bring someone else in they settle in for half a season and then Salah leaves in the summer yeah I think it's this I think your window this summer I think it's almost finished mm-hmm. um, I think I think it is finished probably, they have announced it is finished I think you've probably got another signing in yours um how big that one will be, I don't know. Um, but I think it all depends on are any other players mm. leaving, which I can't really see anyone massive leaving. So I think this summer you've almost finished, but obviously a nice, another sign would be nice for you. Um, well, I think we've got an, an eye on our next massive sign in next summer. I think Jude mm. Bellingham, I mean... It's probably going to happen. I hope it happens. Klopp's an admirer. Bellingham wants to come. You can't. You can't see Dortmund letting him go at the same time as letting Haaland go. That's like yeah. Liverpool letting go Mane and Salah in one season. So at the end of next season, I'm expecting Liverpool to make a massive move for Bellingham. Obviously, it would be nice now because we do need a midfielder. But I, obviously, I think they'll just wait. I think is Bellingham's contract running out at the end of next season as well. I don't know whether it's the end of next season or end of season after that, but either way, it'll be it'll be deeper. a bit cheaper. Yeah, so I think that's Liverpool's next big move because yet again bringing in another youngster. Um, but yeah, a nice little Latavia or something would be nice to finish the window off. But apart from love, that, it's been a it's been brilliant. I love that a nice little Latavio and I'm yeah, buzzing about Tarkovsky. Like, <laughs> and Zinchenko yes we're signing Zinchenko uh, I mean yeah, I, don't, I don't know with Zinchenko I just don't think he's what we need but uh, we will see Everton usually do that you'll just bring in a play like what is it why have they been brought in I mean like, why uh, did you sign a former Liverpool goalkeeper last season by the way Andy L- oh, Lonergan oh, whatever come on like, what? <laughs> I don't come get on. it no you, you can't argue that he's just He's what fourth choice now. He's just someone who's just come in. It's not. No, but I'm I'm making the point. Why? <laughs> it's just for the sake of it. I, I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> add someone else to the wage bill. Yeah, I mean, but we did need striker, and he's he's not going to be on particularly tons. But we we do need to clear out this summer. Put it that way. Definitely. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, thank you, Joe, for coming on. And please do check out Jay Millow podcasts. Um, there will be uh, a podcast uh, going on later, won't there, Joe? Yes. One team one team every player should sign, one player every team should sign. <laughs> Put it that yes, way. That is the one. Um, so head over there after this one if you would like. And yeah. Thanks for listening. Adios. See you.